Welcome to the Masters of Data podcast, the podcast that brings the human to data. And I'm your host, Ben Newton. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Masters of Data podcast. And this is a special one because, number one, I'm uh, recording from my home office um, under a uh, a uh, isolate in place order. <laughs> and, uh, so that's a little, a uh, little new and also, um, really special guest here. Someone I've known for a while. Um, and really excited to have him on, uh, Jeremy Prophet. He's a internet of things engineers, a multi-talented individual like we're going to find out today. And, uh, welcome, Jeremy. It's really good to have you on. Yeah. Great to be here. And uh, you, we, we've uh, we've been having a little technological problems this morning, so I think we finally got something that's going to work. So I'm glad to uh, do uh, you know. I, I guess um, everybody's having a little problems with technology working from home these days. So <laughs> it's uh, we're we're getting there. But uh, you know what? What we want to talk about today is Jeremy's doing some pretty amazing things with um, 3D printing uh, to help out during the crisis, and and I want to talk about talk about that. But before we even get into that, you know we. We, we talked about you, you've actually been into 3D printing for a while. So maybe just tell us really quickly about, um, how you got into 3D printing and, and how that became kind of, uh, you know, a skill set of yours that you could share. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it just became this want, this need to have some kind of creative outlet that wasn't on the computer that was tactile that you could, you know, fix things, you could make things, you could solve problems. And 3D printing is all of those things. It's problem solving when your printer breaks. It's how do you get this to print better? It's it's all of this amazing thinking and building and creating and doing that's not on the computer, that's tactile. I, I think getting away from our desks once in a while is a good thing. And so this is my outlet. I think it's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And so you've, and you've actually, um, done some pretty sophisticated things already at home, right? You've, you've, uh, you're not just, uh, you know, printing little small one inch figurines or something. You, you've actually done some pretty sophisticated stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we do multicolor printing, so we can do a four color print. We can, um, print objects up to 24 inches tall. So we've got a 23 inch dragon, if you can imagine that was 3d printed. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, just all kinds of amazing things we can do. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, it. I, I think it's pretty neat. I mean, it, uh, it's it's always something that I've wanted to learn how to do. And so you've you've got this really cool skill that you've developed, something you kind of done for fun, and it got more and more sophisticated over time. And then you know uh, the the pandemic happens, and uh, you 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 get involved by bringing that skill to the table. So tell me a little bit about it. So it's a really interesting story. So kind of start start at the beginning. Like how did what was what was the thing that turned this this skill you've developed into something where you could actually you know uh, give something back? Yeah, so we talk about giving back. I've I've always been a proponent of of volunteering, and I volunteer at one of the fab labs at one of the schools. Anytime they have a project where they're dealing with like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or microcontrollers or just you know and and they need a helping hand, I come out and I help the kids with their projects. Um, so I've got a good relationship out there and I got a call from Tom who runs the fab lab over at Charlotte Latin and he'd gotten a call from a, from a, one of his, one of his kids and her mom's a doctor 
and they were just talking about the 3D printing that happened in Italy to solve a problem there. And knowing that there's lasers and CNCs and 3D printers at the Fab Lab, the question was, well, what can we do here in Charlotte? And that just, from then on, it just spiraled. And it, it's been this, imagine doing a startup in, in like a week. I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, it's, um, you know, I got called to, to build some prototypes. I've got, uh, we've got around 30 printers here. Uh, at the house, varying types and sizes and whatever. And so I just got a call to see what I could do to help and if we could, you know, what we could do to print. And and we started looking at everything that was out there from masks to face shields to valves to ventilators. And the one, and then, you know, the cool thing is we started talking to the medical professionals too. too. There was this, one phone call Friday morning with a number of doctors and nurses and medical professionals from the state and from the city and from hospitals. And, and the one thing everyone said was that face shields were this, this huge, there's a huge, huge vacuum. Mm -hmm. It's getting face shields out to people that would help prolong the life of the ever so rare N95 masks that the, the staff were using, using to protect themselves, especially during innovations and things that really can not be messy, but but you know have a have a higher um, you know impact if something goes wrong on the medical professional. And so we started bringing together. Uh, I started immediately printing designs and seeing what was working. Uh, we got a hold of some clear plastic PTG for the fronts of the face shields. And we just started building. We didn't know where we were going or how this was going to progress, but uh, we just started building. And then by the end of the first weekend, we had 60 face masks in the field. Yeah. Uh, we had doctors and nurses giving us feedback we had new iterations and new versions going out. Uh, and it was this, we'd start to bring in UNCC and the hospitals and we had doctors that were joining us on regular cadence calls. And it just, from there, skyrocketed into, now we are, we're a week and a half into this. We will have injection molded parts to replace what we're 3D printing right now, Sunday. Wow. And that's that's unheard of. Um, and it, it's this collaboration of all of these amazing people in the community coming together and building this, this network of people. Who do you know? Who can we get involved? You know, how can we help? Um, using existing whether it's the the moms of charlotte latin or the uncc has got some uh, amazing engineering uh staff that that has been able to help us um to just people that we know and getting them on the phone and saying hey i know this guy or i know this person or i know you know and just getting those people involved has been a whirlwind beyond 
anyone's belief at this point. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's it kind of in, in times like this where, you know, kind of things all kind of come together, together, a lot of different um, you know, things that would take months to do. Otherwise, everybody's minds are, are really focused and, uh, you know, it kind of brings out the best in people. And I think I think that's that's really neat, Jeremy. Um, and 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 tell tell me a little bit about like um, j- just from like a. You know, maybe this is the nerd part of me who wants to actually understand how it, how it works. But what, what does it actually mean when you're, you're 3D printing a, a mask and now you're talking about moving to injection molding? So what does that actually look like? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, from the shield, we can 3D print and obviously that's a slightly different process. Uh, imagine taking a, a bottle of glue and running it around in circles, um, and building up circle upon circle upon circle. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we 3D print. We just build up layer by layer by layer of plastic. And I can print about one face shield in three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, injection molding, you take and you inject hot plastic into a mold. You wait for it to cool and then you pop it apart. Kind of like taking ice out of an ice tray. Yeah. And then... The advantage there is you have a machine that continues to do that and you can create a thousand a day. Now I can create about 60 to 80 face shields a day because I have a lot of 3D printers, but it's rare that you have somebody that can do as many as I can. And while we're pushing out 200 face shields a day through all of our volunteer networks, Mm -hmm. imagine if we ramp up to a thousand a day and then we take that mold that we know is working, you take that design and you get with other 3D mold manufacturers, you can start looking at, we're looking at ramping up to, to the possibility of 4,500 face shields being created per day. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And did you... And when you when you say like so is it is the injection molding something that still happens with the 3D printers or is this something that's happening in a factory now? Oh, no, this is... This is uh, yeah, injection molding normally is about a $10,000 setup fee per, per part. Yeah. So the part costs you $10,000, and then they're about 2 bucks a piece after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is definitely a manufacturing process. So when you, when you started out before the injection molding thing, so you said you had a volunteer network. Talk a little bit about that. So is it basically other enthusiasts with 3D printers, and you gave them the 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 3d model or how did that work yeah so um there were a couple things that drove it we there was a gofundme that was started um we raised we've raised around seventy five thousand dollars um in a week forty thousand of that was in the first 48 hours uh which was an amazing response right and i think people saw that and then they wanted to know how they could help we had different like Charlotte maker space and different universities and different engineering uh, people. And I think social media drove a lot of this. I would post on my Facebook page, Hey, we're doing this GoFundMe. We're 3d printing here. We're doing these things. And I would have friends of mine reach out to me and say, Hey, Jeremy, how can I help? What, what can I do? Um, mm-hmm. And you multiply that times, you know, 30, 40 people on the core team. And then those people tell a friend and they tell a friend. And especially in a time when we're really 
wanting to be a lot more social, um, we're turning to things like Facebook and um, LinkedIn and Instagram and, and all of those different online sources. And I just think that that, that explosion of social media combined with everybody kind of wanting to reach out and be part of something has just made this project uh, explode. That's, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing story. And so you, you basically, you know, if, if, if I understand it right, you kind of get started with a, with a couple connections that you have with, with some, some, some doctors, you know, friends, um, you, you start experimenting, getting the feedback, you start expanding it out to a volunteer network with a GoFundMe campaign and, and start really, um, yeah, other people are kind of joining the effort. And, um, now you, and then when you, and you talk the injection molding phase, so is it moving into a different phase now where you're basically handing this off to manufacturing partners in the Charlotte area or what does that look like? Yeah, it, it's becoming quite a, multi-threaded effort we've started bringing aboard a a professional fundraiser um we've had to seek some advice as far as nonprofit status and getting involved in the accounting and everything like that there's people working on media and we've got a team dedicated to a website now uh charlottemedi.com m-e-d-i.com we have a team that's that's working on the packaging and logistics, and you know when you get forty five hundred face masks in a day, mm-hmm. you've got to assemble them. You've got to put them in bags, make sure they're make sure they're safe to use, so sterilize them, uh, clean them, um, box them up, and then you need trucks to deliver them to you know EMTs and mm-hmm. everyone else, and then. You've got the manufacturing process, which needs to be, you know, we're looking at version one of the manufacturing process. And then while we're looking at that, we're also 3D printing different ideas as, as new ideas come out there. We're, we're printing those and trying those in the field. We've got a team dedicated to reflecting the feedback from the doctors and the nurses, um, because that ultimately is key. Um, we were calling it uh, you know, medical reliability, um, you know, how they fit, how they feel, whether they work. Uh, there's, there's this huge multi-threaded effort all driving forward at the same time. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing. And it, uh, basically grew up from, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a few people, trying to help each other and now you you're going into basically a manufacturing operation i think that's uh that's pretty awesome yeah we we absolutely had no clue where this was going um all we had was a few dedicated people who uh were willing to try to change the world you know and, and i think we're doing that in amazing ways that we never thought we would in volumes we never thought of in terms that we never thought of and no one's skipping a beat uh, it, it's yeah. amazing everyone just come together and and do all these amazing things yeah and it's, it's 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 great um and it's 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 pretty amazing to see that you know lots of different people doing things like that in in this time so um where does it go from here jeremy i mean what's uh what's what's the next thing here is it is it going to is it just going to kind of keep getting bigger, bigger manufacturing operation? Or are you seeing different people in different parts of the country kind of joining in or what, what are you seeing? 
Yeah, absolutely. Once you have a working injection mold model, which is the hardest part, now we can start sharing those with different universities that have on-site injection molding capability. And they may not have huge machines, but they've got machines that can print, that can generate, you know, 500 to 2,000 parts a day. And so now we can take and start collaborating from, you know, UNCC can start talking with um, Georgia Tech and, you know, Virginia Tech and, you know, all these different schools. And they can start building out molds and they can start producing them. And we can learn from what they're doing. They can learn from what we're doing. And the collaboration between those can drive iterations and new versions. And, you know, hey, we're having a supply chain problem. How did you solve it? Uh, yeah. You know, having a volunteer problem. How did this, how did you guys solve it? So by bringing all of these people together over this immense network just gives us this ability to, to really build something so quickly. But when you've got the right people on, it's amazing how well you can do it right. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, um, I, yeah, I think, and I think it's an, it's an amazing story how, you know, people kind of come together and like you said, it's kind of like start doing a startup in a week. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, well, I mean, at this point is, you know, people listen to this and, you know, and, 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 uh, we, we share this out. What can, what can people do to help? Yeah. So it's really simple. Um, you know, if you're in the Charlotte area, obviously go to charlottemedi.com. That's charlottemedi.com. If you're interested in what we're doing here, you've got, you know, we're collecting information about who wants to help. Uh, we're collecting information about what agencies need, uh, face shields. Beyond that, we're collaborating with different uh, universities and groups around the areas. And that's kind of going to grow out of Charlotte and just kind of spiderweb across the country. But the biggest thing, you know, if you want to donate, go to the GoFundMe and, and we're happy to take those donations. We will definitely be, you know, it's it's amazing how much people are just pulling money out of their pocket just to help with even small things like paying for their own gas to drive around to pick up these face shields or distribute uh, filament. Um, look at what you can do locally too. Look for local efforts like this. If you've got a 3D printer or you've got a marketing background or you've got, you know, look at, try to find these organizations um, in your own community and try to help them as well. Um, we want to make sure that people are doing things as local as possible always when you're volunteering. We're happy to take a donation, but donations here are going to go to Charlotte and, and that area and start spidering out. So if you want to make a difference locally, you know, look for people doing it locally. And if no one is, then start something yourself, you know? <laughs> well, I think that's, um, I think that's, that's, that's great advice. And, and, and you're, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all about being, you know, kind of connecting with your local community and seeing how you can help, even if it's, uh, you know, doing errands for somebody that's, that's older, you know, uh, you know, making your own face mask or whatever it is. It's, it's, um, this, this do what, do what you can to contribute. Um, well, Jeremy, this is pretty amazing. I've, I've always known you as a, as a smart and talented guy, but this is, uh, I think this is a pretty amazing story and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was able to, to hear about it. And I wish you all the luck. I think you guys are going to do some amazing things. You already have done some amazing things. Yeah. Thank you. It's been, um, tireless sleepless nights that are just 
you get done at the end of the day and you've had four hours of sleep and you couldn't be happier with yourself. It's, it's quite an amazing <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's great. It's something about, um, something about giving back that, that really kind of gets you through all that. Well, thanks Jeremy for you, for your time. Um, you know, let's, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to keep following what you're doing and, um, and, uh, I think, uh, I appreciate you spending time with us. Absolutely. Thanks for telling our story. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks everybody for, for listening and, uh, and listening to Masters of Data and, uh, you know, look for, we'll continue doing cool episodes like this during this time and just, uh, just be on a watch out for the next episode in your feed. Thanks everybody for listening. Masters of Data is brought to you by Sumo Logic. Sumo Logic is a cloud-native machine data analytics platform delivering real-time continuous intelligence as a service to build, run, and secure modern applications. Sumo Logic empowers the people who power modern business. For more information, go to sumologic.com. For more on Masters of Data, go to mastersofdata.com and subscribe. And spread the word by rating us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.